Golf is a four-letter word. Oh, fuck. This is the Water Hazard Podcast. Welcome back to the second episode of the Water Hazard Podcast. I am Gary, Max, and PJ will be along in just a second. But first, let me talk about our sponsors, PointsBet. PointsBet, the online premier betting app of New Jersey. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Go to www.pointsbet.com. Use promo code WOODERBOYS. That's W-O-O-D-E-R-B-O-Y-S. At sign up for a $250 match. So if you bet 200, if you deposit 250, you get 500. You deposit 100, you get 200. Pointsbet.com, promo code WOODER. And thank you to J Trainer Band for our theme song cover of A Great Lie. Guys, a very interesting weekend at the PGA, uh, on the PGA Tour this week, I should say. Waste management open never disappoints. It wasn't as loud, but there were fireworks. Max, kind of take us through your thoughts through the tournament, the weekend, and how the outcome and Brooks Kepka's eventual win. Yeah. Um, big weekend, I, I think. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of names in the mix. And, you know, I think there's there's a couple of, of storylines that, that were obvious and broke out um, that we have to talk about. Um I think the we'll we'll start with the the big one, which is Spieth. So, Spieth, you know, where's he been? He's been he's been in in no man's land for about uh, it seems like forever, and comes out of basically nowhere with a sixty one on Saturday. Well, he 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 played the he was good the first two rounds. He was he was in contention, and then bam, sixty one, ten under on Saturday. And all of a sudden, I mean, golf Twitter is nuts. Telecast is going nuts. The 5,000 people on the grounds are going nuts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've got a tournament going. But that Saturday round was one of the most stressful rounds you would ever watch. I mean, obviously, he scores. Was it was he 10 under or something like that? Yep. So he scores, but he can't hit the ball off the tee. So this guy's scrambling to score the entire time, which is just insane. If you're a golfer and you have the shanks or you're pushing left and right, like you can kind of appreciate what he went through on Saturday. Like he played perfect golf that was on his second shot. It was, it was old school speed. Um, It was kind of like old school speed on steroids. Like, you know, when he was winning and, and doing his thing, like he was never really the best ball striker on tour um but he kind of just got around made long putts you know he just got the ball in the hole and saturday was like drive the ball all over the desert hit kind of incredible iron shots Mm -hmm. and make bombs (laughs) and it's also one of those it's it's one of the few courses where you don't need to be overly accurate off the team of course because you're playing in the desert and the ball so findable because you're not playing at a high rough and and there is water on the course but like you can you can be inaccurate on this course and win well look here's here's a stat jordan spieth led the tournament in strokes gained approach saw this led the tournament that's a big deal. And, you know, that's especially given where he was driving the ball. So he, for the tournament, 1.96 strokes gained on approach, negative 0.94 strokes gained off the tee. So he lost a stroke off the tee, gained almost two 
on his approach. He gained about a stroke on the greens. Um, you know, it, it was kind of a crazy tournament. And like, I hate to say it, but I, I, I was, you know, having my conversa- conversations with my buddies and whatever. And I felt like there was legitimately a 20 stroke swing in play from Saturday to Sunday. Like the way he was playing, I was sitting there like 80 is definitely in play on Sunday. Like this guy could shoot 61, 81. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I mean, if you look, let's go back and look his four rounds here. I have 67, 67, 61, 72. So he's one over on Sunday. Now he, he said after the round on Saturday, he's not concerned about winning. He's concerned about finding that, finding his game back. And it's weird because, if you go back three years ago in, in the heyday, which is crazy because he's only 27 years old, um, he was almost like the next anointed one, and it came out and he kind of played like that. And I was I wanted to ask you this. like, Is he kind of at – there's no way to ob- obtain Tiger level of obsession, but is it when he is performing and on the leaderboard, is he the next closest thing we have? Um. No, but it seems like, so so if you look at how the media reacted to this and maybe it's because they're rooting for a comeback story and I think he's universally liked, correct? Yeah. I'd say so. So, Like, I think it's, I think it's a great comeback story on top of that, but like he was just so young when he was winning. Yeah. I mean, look, so it had, it had tiger esque feels in like, let's say 2015. So six years ago, there was tiger esque feels to it. Well, he was, he came out and he was winning tournaments at a kind of insane clip. And I mean, it was like the putt on 16 in the open. Like it was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he wins, uh, you know, he wins the Masters, then has the the meltdown on 12 the next year. Mm -hmm. You're looking like he's going to go back to back Masters. He's already got a U.S. Open in the bag. He hadn't won the British yet. You know, he's winning pretty regularly on tour. And it's looking like this is the guy. And then. And that was also, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but I'm uh, pretty sure he won. He wins the open, the U S open and the masters. And it wasn't there a chance at him. Cause that was in the old schedule. There was at one point a chance where the grand slam grand slam seemed to be alive for him. Correct. Um. Well, he won, he won the masters and the U S open and, or holding year. all four at one time or something like that. I feel no. like there was like an yeah, maybe I'm he had wrong two. on this. Yeah, he, he won he won the Masters in the US Open and you might remember the US Open he won was when Dustin Johnson three putted yeah. to lose at Chambers Bay. Um that was the Dustin Johnson who like just wasn't a finisher. I you know, look, I that was tough to watch. I I totally kinda of have to one of the big stories of the week that that year was the greens. The greens were in like terrible shape, and you, I mean, look, he's you could watch the ball bouncing all over the place. It was like it was like a nightmare if you were you know, <laughs> trying to win a U.S. Open. Was was that the same year Dustin Johnson went in being the clear favorite Masters, and he he hurt himself falling downstairs? Oh, the back injury. I don't yeah. remember what year the back. Yeah, but there was like he like fell downstairs in his socks or something like that. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a crazy story. But and I feel like he he was uh, he was the odds on betting favorite. But I mean, on Saturday, and I, I feel so stupid because I texted my mom who was a casual golf watcher as well, and I told her at like one o'clock on Sunday, I'm like, hey, tune in to Spieth versus uh, Shoffley because this is going to be electric. Spieth goes out, 
shoots one over par, kind of scrambles the whole time, basically did the exact same thing he did without making absurd shots on Saturday. And then Shoffley, like, I, I don't know where we all sit with this guy because, like, he just doesn't – he can't close a tournament. He's – he you can't call him Tony Finau yet because Shoffley no. actually has won a few times and mm-hmm. won a couple of big events. But it's starting – I mean, we talked about this going into the week. I mean, it's – it's a lot of second place finishes. It's a lot of top fives. I mean, this was his this this was his tournament to win. I mean, he shoots 66, no 64, 65, 71. So he's won over on Sunday, and he 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 opened up the Sunday round as a leader, right? Tied for the lead, correct? Yeah, yeah. So it him and Spieth tied. It just seemed, especially the first three rounds. I mean, 66, 64, 65. Those are significant rounds, and he was stroking driver. Like, what happens on Sunday with him? I don't know. Some of these guys are just not closers. I mean, this was this was just like, look, you got Brooks Kepka, who is a shark. Yes. Okay. You have <laughs> yeah. you have Xander. You shout who, out to PJ for that. Hell of a pick, PJ. That was that was. That oh, was thank you. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, and you know, you got a guy like Brooks who's looking at speed and he's looking at Xander, who are doing absolutely nothing. Okay, and a guy like him. You know, look, it's not so easy as saying, like, look, these guys are doing nothing. Let me just go win this tournament. Like, but you don't, you know, you don't let guys like him sit around because then they go and blitz the back nine and beat you. <laughs> yeah, the Kepka thing, I, I mean, people were writing him off saying, because it was, what was it? I, I, I'm, for, I'm sorry on the numbers here, but it was a significant amount of strokes back. And he just comes out and, and plays lights out. He's, you, you can't let him hang around. Like, th- that was... If, if if I'm if I'm talking out of term here, tell me. But that was Xander Shoffley's tournament to lose. Oh, not a, it, not even a question. I mean, he shoot he shot even par and he lost by one. I mean, you know, you got to think uh, an average score for him on any day there is a couple under. And look, here's the crazy part. He well, get, and he I'm sorry to cut you again. I'm sorry to cut you off again. No, but no. on 17. Right. He puts him say. in this stupid position where he has to go for it, and he just – that ball never had a shot. He put it directly in the water. I, I know what he's doing. They talked about it all week. It's like, listen, if you're going to stay left, you're playing with the water. Even if you're hitting the fairway, you can just drop off with too much carry. You can play it safe and go right. But at the time, he's down a stroke. He has to go for it, and he literally just missiles it into the water. Uh, Azinger said it on the telecast, and it, look – when he said, "After I, I don't know if it was after Kepka chipped in or for a while he was up there. But I think it was after he chipped in. He basically says, you knew that ball was not going in the water. When Brooks Kepka was on the tee, you know mm-hmm. that ball's not going in the water. Xander, I was like 50-50, he snaps this into the water. Well, that's a frustrating thing. It's like it's just, these you, winners don't do that shit. It's, it's hard because – Max, and I almost think me and you and PJ, you kind of caught the tail end of Tiger's, let's say, dominance. Well, no, it was it was pure dominance. But, Max, when we were younger, like, you knew if Tiger had a one-stroke lead going to Sunday, it was over. Like, he's not over. giving it up. So, I, I almost feel like, unless Mickelson was floating around, sometimes Mickelson was able to get with him. But, like, there was this time, like, it, it's hard. I think everyone in golf who has been following since the beginning of Tiger to now is just waiting for that next dominant player. And the fact of the matter is we have maybe 10 dominant players, but we don't have someone who has that killer instinct right now. 
Brooks is probably the closest in terms of like his mental game mm-hmm. to Tiger. Um, I, I don't think we're ever going to see anyone like Tiger. Yeah, it's the it's the frustrating no thing. The frustrating like thing with Brooks is that it's not the dominating factor. And you can love or hate uh, Brooks's mentality about everything. I mean, it's obviously he's very good at golf, but like you know, people have questioned his practice habit or like he has a mentality. He's like, well, I prepare for four tournaments. You know, like. People That's say that, but like stick. I kind of like I don't I don't care what he says as long as you go out and play good golf on Saturday and Sunday. He's dude, he's mentally he's probably uh, you know a top five guy on tour. Just his mental game is mm-hmm. like next level, and obviously like he's got the physical skills. Like this is why when he gets in contention in majors, right, he wins. I mean. And the- he scrambles at the U.S. He's also one of those guys where it's just like if when when the when, even when it's stacked against them, he just has this like ability to rise above. And he has two U.S. Opens, correct? To yeah, back to, to back. Yeah, back to back two U.S. Opens, and notoriously, everyone will say it's it's the hardest it's the hardest uh, major to win. So like I I always kind of put that in my back pocket. It's like this guy at a at a U.S. Open or a Masters is is a player. I went to the U.S. Open on Saturday at Shinnecock. Mm-hmm. When he won his second U.S. Open, that course well tied with in... Dave Portnoy. <laughs> that that I, I, let me tell you something. I've played there myself. That course is that course was impossible, impossible, and he just, dude, he just kept grinding. He missed the green. He got up and down. You know, he these guys were all over the place. He just kept grinding out pars, grinding out pars, and then Fleetwood throws a sixty-three at him on Sunday. I'm convinced anyone else it might have been game over. Yeah. Brooks, dude's got like blinders on, doesn't give a fuck. Like psh. that one hurts. I mean Tommy Ladd. I know. I know. He's 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 my boy. I, you know I love Tommy. Love Tommy. Um I'm waiting for him. I feel like it's been a while since I've seen him on US soil. I know he was he's been playing over in Europe and that and maybe it's COVID related. And that's probably on me for not being no, more he, I as a golf podcast just... host. I actually just listened to an interview with him on on No Laying Up, and he was. They asked about. It. He was saying he he lives in London, and so he kind of got stuck in a way with mm-hmm. COVID, and he he's got like young kids, and he was just sort of like, look, I kind of got stuck here. The traveling didn't really totally make sense, so I ended up spending a lot of time at home and whatever, whatever. Speaking of which, if listen, if you're listening to us and you're interested in golf, you should be listening to No Laying Up. I, I've I've oh, recently yeah. gotten on them. That's good. That's just good golf yeah, talk. Great. Yeah, um, they they had a they. I don't know if you listened to the latest episode with all their uh, the equipment rollbacks and stuff. Their argument in general, it was yep. fascinating. I really don't want to get into it. I think that's one we can get into it at some point. And I also think I need to definitely be much more educated. But I have one more thing I want to touch on about the waste management, and I, I I'm going to take the egg and crack it right on my face. The golden visor. He let me down. <laughs> um he goes out so he starts on 10 on uh thursday and he's you know three under and then you know goes out on two birdies again dirties again he's five under he five six seven eight and nine four birdies i mean four bogeys on that finds himself out of contention so bo you can't do this to me man you're the I, golden visor i gave you an all-time nickname you can't keep doing this to me you know i wish Look, I wish I had better better news for you on on your boy Bo. But yeah, 
hasn't been pretty lately. Also, get used to this because every year we talk about golf, there's going to be a new guy who's very much a fringe player. I think it was like, what, two years ago was Patton uh, Kazire. Or is it Kizari? I always mess this Patton one Kizire. up. You Kizire. were a Blaine Barber guy for some reason. I was reason. a Blaine Barber guy. I was a Troy Merritt guy at one point. <laughs> yeah. I was a Gary Woodland guy, and that paid off. Well, Me and okay. Evil, oh, well, he's my yeah, boy. I, always, I don't know why. It's Kizari, correct? No, it's Kazire. Yeah, so I say because I say Kizri for the first time. I didn't know he was. I was like, that guy. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. Although it's almost name, had the hole in one on guy. 17 this week. And that's the last thing we need to talk about. 17 is the best hole at the waste management. It's not even close. So here's here's my hot take. Uh, 17 at Scottsdale, better than 17 at Sawgrass. Interesting. Um, Sawgrass that's, only that's has it because, because it's the island. The drivable par four. I mean, Eagles in play. But even I know the island. Yeah, but right. Peach, I, Peach, I, this that's is marketing, actually, man. Yeah, so this is actually. I mean, on the edge of seventeen, they're using Stevie Nicks now. I mean, they're already they're already promoting it. Um, Peach, I wanted to ask you how much how much of the waste management did you wind up watching this week? I'll be honest, a stroke yeah, or two, a stroke or two. Okay, I think so. It, it was, I think was so at, limited. I think I was at McGillan's and uh, on Saturday, and it <laughs> okay. was. And it was on, and I was just, you know, while drinking a beer with the boys. Dude, that's that's how you got to take in the waste I mean, management. The the commitment to the ignorance of the pandemic. Plus, <laughs> I mean, we already said we don't we don't. I mean, you're in college; you're just not allowed at our houses. I, I was gonna do, I was gonna text that little group chat like every single day, like, "Yo, how's my pick doing?" But I yeah. didn't want to like just like yeah, overdo you were, it. There well, was he, a point. It was it wasn't until Sunday afternoon where he broke out. He was just kind of like no. hanging. Yeah. Kepka was one of the when you had Kepka, would you have Kepka t- top ten? Is that what you I had Kepka top ten? Yeah. So he was like floating around. And I'm like, uh, I looked at the board on Sunday. I'm like, God damn it. The one guy who doesn't care is gonna wind up uh, wind up having the right thing. Well a, a lot a lot of people made money on Kepka. a lot of the sort of betting golf betting guys I follow were and now I feel stupid, but we're all pushing Kepka at like five uh, at like plus 5,000 pre-tournament, they're like, this is too much. Like, you have to take this. Because if Kepka just shows up and he's on this week, his ceiling is a win. And sure enough, like, he won. Sure enough, it is. All right, um, so that's a it's a pretty, it's a pretty yeah. solid recap of the waste management. Listen, hopefully next year we're back to normal. Hopefully next year we're all credentialed and Max and I and PJ are all standing there at 16, um, yucking it up with the boys. But let's move on. Another very storied um, – venue coming up it's the at&t pebble beach pro-am um no amateurs this year which is the best part of this now you're just gonna That's see them up. you're just gonna see them play pebble beach and spyglass um uh, max i kind of want you to explain how they they kind of work the two courses because i've always like not liked when they get to play two courses but i guess yeah. and it's three courses normally and i learned this right before the pod when it's the amateurs with spyglass it's what's it's spyglass pebble and the third is Monterey Peninsula. Monterey Peninsula. But this year it'll just be Spyglass and um Pebble. Pebble. So and then so will they will they eventually go to you're just playing Pebble on Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, so it is going to be uh so here let me let me break this down a little bit. Um talk about this tournament, give a little history, and then we'll 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 talk about this year. So um the ATT Pro Am is actually a, has a rich history um in the golf world yeah um it is originally 
was was started in 1937 as the Bing Crosby Invitational. Bing Crosby, of course, yeah. of, uh, acting fame and, and Hollywood fame. Um, basically, was a huge golfer, loved playing, and was like, I'm going to have all my celebrity buddies come out and all the best tour pros come out and play uh, a pro-am and then have a sweet clam bake afterwards. Oh, um, and I would so love for, a good clam bake. Yeah, I mean... For a long time, it was called the Bing Crosby clam bake, and you may even hear that referenced on TV, and and that's where that comes from. Um, and so, the the first winner of the tournament, Sam Snead, Sam, uh, slamming Sammy Snead, one of the best players of all time, received a five hundred dollar winner's check. And this year, I believe the winner's check will be probably in the one to one point three million range. So. There you go. That's 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 a nice come up. Um, beyond that, um, the 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 Monterey Peninsula area has a tons of great golf, and they've sort of um, had a rotation that kind of moved around over the years. Cypress Point, one of the most famous courses in the world, mm-hmm. um, was part of the rotation for a while. Uh, Monterey Peninsula, Poppy Hills, Spyglass Hill, and of course Pebble. More recently, they've had a three-course rotation with at Pebble Beach, Spyglass Hill, and Monterey Peninsula, um, with the players playing three courses the first three days, then a cut on Saturday, which is not you know normally there'd be a cut after Friday. They did a cut after Saturday, and then if you made the cut, you played Pebble again on Sunday. So mm-hmm. this year, uh, given the COVID restrictions, they are just playing Pebble and Spyglass. So they'll play Pebble and Spyglass the first two days have a normal 54 hole cut and then play pebble over the weekend. Now this um, is way back. Um, but HBO did at one point do a documentary about this tournament with Ray Romano and Kevin James called making the cut. Um, if you can find it in the HBO um, annals or whatever it's called, the catalog, it was worth watching. I remember me and my dad real into making the cut Pebble beach pro am Ray Romano and Kevin James. Yeah. I mean, it has a lot of like, uh, a lot of history just in terms of, of amateurs and, and celebrities. Um, yeah, actually, I mean, it's the Bill Murray Yuck It Up Fest. It's the Bill Murray Yuck It Up Fest, which honestly I've been over for about Yeah, since Groundhog's Day. Um, <laughs> so this is actually the greatest thing that could happen to this tournament is there's not amateurs. Like, like I know everyone likes the aspect of like this, this Steph Curry and the Larry Fitzgerald out there playing golf, but Let's be honest. I, I'm here to watch professionals play. I don't need to see Chris Berman wearing a straw hat and saying back, 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 and missing the green. Um, so I don't need any of that nonsense. Um, also, let's go ahead and say um, the 18th on Pebble, the greatest closing hole in all of golf, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly in – I mean, not, it's more than in the conversation. Um, it's, it's the greatest public course in the world. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, trying to I, mean, I was going to say, don't that... homer me with Beth Page here, because no, I think that, yeah, I, I I wouldn't go as far as to to say Beth Page, while it's certainly a great golf course and one of my favorites. Um, I mean, Pebble is kind of next level. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's do um, let's do what we're gonna do. This is where we kind of get into the betting aspect of the podcast, and listen, this is gonna go longer, and I'm fine with it going longer because the conversation's all been good. So let's do uh, let's do this. Um, whoever had the highest winnings, which I have to assume is PJ, to whoever had the lowest winnings, which I would assume would be me. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah. So wait, let's let's just talk about 
uh, let's talk about results for a second from last week. Um, and we're doing all these on a $5 bet, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was making sure. Yep. So, so last week, PJ, uh, so PJ started, started off with a win. So PJ hit on his Brooks Kepka top 10. Mm. Um, I hit on my Xander top five mm-hmm. and <laughs> Gary hit on his yeah. Xander <laughs> top I, 20. It was my safety school essentially. Um, but, uh, with it's like with Rowan, the 380 plus 380 odds on Kepka, uh, PJ one. So congrats to you on the dubs. All right. So thank you. PJ will be getting to select first again, which is huge. I, I cannot wait for you to follow up because not as stacked as a field as we had last week, but PJ go ahead and let me hear your first pick. Now that I want, I'm stepping up my game. First pick Jason day, top 10. All right, at plus 205, he has posted top five finishes in five out of the past six years. Um, it seems like he plays real well at this course. Is he a plus at a top 10, a plus 205? Give me a little leeway at the top five to the top 10. So I'm gonna go Jason Day, he's got a great name as well. So can't fail me. Look, Gary, I think we're in trouble here. No, it's okay with me because Jason Day is also on my golf pool team, so that. It was a big week for my golf pool. With I have both Kepka and Shoffley, so. Oh, that is huge. Yeah, it is huge for me. I have Kepka, but not Shoffley. Yeah. That's all right. Sucks um, to be you. I mean, I do have the golden visor, though, but he let me down. Yeah. It's all right. I have Ricky Fowler. So, so do I. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Um, I think I had all seven play last week and only two made the cut. That was It wasn't good. All right. What do you um, got? I am going to go... Um, Francesco Molinari with the okay. top ten at plus two thirty-five. No, he's plus two fifty to miss the cut. <laughs> the only reason I know that is my first bet is a guy to miss the cut. Vegas is screaming something at you. Yeah, I just I when you said Francesco Molinari, you took me back because his name was right on my screen here. I was I think you're reading my mind. Um. So you have Francisco Molinari to be a top 10? Yeah. And what was the odds on that? That is uh, plus 235. Okay. You want me? I'm going to play the rain on everyone's parade. I've got Jordan Spieth plus Mm -hmm. 250. Miss the cut. Wow. Yeah. Miss the cut, Jordan Spieth. I hate to do it to everybody. I really do. But um, I mean, look, you're allowed to, you know, you're a hater. I'm not a hater. I just, you know. It's your hypothetical money. I just don't believe. Yeah, it's hypothetical money one. I don't believe he's back. So, you know, don't show up over here and and tell me uh, this guy's freaking back after one round. He goes out and disappoints me on Sunday. Um, Maybe he looks like an idiot to my mom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, and then, so here's. So you get it back. There's no money in this, but it's I, I I'm a big I'm a big proponent of the safety school. We'll call it the Rowan College of my um my betting. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the odds on favorite of Patrick Cantley minus four fifty five, just being top thirty. Oh my goodness! What would that what would that win? Fifty cents? It's all about guys. I know you guys are all about like the units. It's all about just getting one win a week. It's it's called slowly chipping away at everybody. 
You guys are you guys are all gonna get the masters. You're gonna want to be like, oh, here's these big bets, and you're gonna look back and be like, wait, holy shit, Gary's only three dollars behind me. It's because so, I'm making smart bets all over. We're all throwing the same units on every single one. Like if this yeah, hits, well, you'll probably get like thirty cents. So instead of being down seven dollars, you'll be down six seventy. Yeah, so, it's called that. You guys are playing chess, Gers, <laughs> and I'm playing chess. <laughs> yeah, okay. In fact, you guys, you guys are playing chess and checkers, and I'm playing 3D chess. Have you ever watched Big Bang Theory? Yeah. All right, you, guys are, all right. you guys just don't get it. But minus 455, Patrick Cantley, top 30. So this actually brings up a point which I don't think we've actually finalized, which is or is it a running total of how much we made versus – I think it should be a week? running total of your profit. I agree with that. If you make $0, it's just a $0 bet. I don't think it should be subtracted from it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like running total. Um, that kind of makes – it makes everything you do count. Um, yeah. And – you know, if you have a big week, you get kind of rewarded for having a big week. Sure do. But, um, okay. Well, I only have one pick left. So, Max, you're in the middle this week. You have you kind of have the prime swing here. So, go oh, ahead. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go Jason Day uh, top five. You took him for a top ten, right? He did. Yeah, top ten. All right. Top five, 375. I, you know, he's the type of guy, though, who can, like, like he can come out of nowhere and – and, rat, and rattle he's, off a couple he's a, of tournaments. He's a formal number one, former yeah. number one. Yeah, no, he, he, nothing would surprise. Like, he's like one of these guys where, like, any outcome is not surprising. Like, if he missed 10 cuts in a row, I wouldn't be shocked. If he won, like, three tournaments in a row, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm. All right, Pete, you got your last two. What do you got? All right, my first one is an extreme long shot. Brent Snedeker, winner of the mm. tournament. Plus eight thousand. Yeah. Um, he's won this event twice. That's all I needed to hear. I kind of just plus eight thousand to win. Yep, to win. <laughs> I'm going absolute long shot. I just saw that number. He's won this tournament twice. Um, I read this stat. And he's probably matched up with Larry Fitzgerald. Since uh, in the past five years or past ten years, I've always in the top ten of like strokes gained. Um, so he's put on a good performance here. Um, I think he has a chance. And my last one is my, this is my guarantee. Like there's no way that this misses. Okay. Right. I saw this line and I was like, this can't be true. Phil Mickelson, top 40 <laughs> plus a hundred. There's no way I get even odds on a top 40 guy. That's won this event five times. He just won it two years ago. Did I he like make the that. cut last week in Saudi? Uh, I think he did. Okay. It's, it's a bounce back. I don't know if he made the cut. I told you it doesn't matter to me. Hey, PJ, do you know there was another like, tournament last week that wasn't the waste management in Saudi Arabia? Okay. Yeah. Good job. Johnson won it. There you go. Big name, big players make big time plays and bounce back when they need to. He takes the big flight from Saudi Arabia, hits a solid (laughs) minus 15. A lot of people would say this is a trap game, Peach. That long flight all the way to California. (laughs) Yeah, some would say that the plus 100 was too good, too good not to take for a film. This is is another prime example of PJ betting on the name. I, 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 you know what? I don't hate it. You're a little jealous of it, actually. I can I tell. I can just hear it. it. Like Phil, here's the thing: you don't. He doesn't have to do anything crazy at this golf course. Like he knows. So he knows this one. He's won this golf tournament five times. Yeah, tied for Listen, the most. It's it's essentially the argument where if you're getting to Bay Hill, you bet Tiger just to make the cut, right? Like that's it's gonna happen. Yeah, and like he, he distance is not a factor here. He's just got to – He literally just has to get the ball in the fairway, and you know he's dynamite. You know with the short irons. And well, 
around. I'll tell you right now, I'm in, I'm in the middle of the of the uh, Phil Mickelson online golf school in terms of chipping. So watch there out for go. me. PJ, what's your last pick? <laughs> no, that was my last oh, that pick. That was it. So Day, Snedeker, and Mickelson. Okay, that's on me. me for being a bad host again. Max, go ahead. No, last it's pick. All, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I am going to um, I'm going to go in the top 20 range. And here's here's a little kind of flyer. Harold Varner the third at plus three twenty. Is he the guy who's sponsored by Jordan? Yeah. I mean that's yeah. unreal. Yeah. Dude. Had a couple nice shots on sixteen this week too. He's the man. All right. So that gives me why my last pick. So I'm gonna go with a very odd prop. Top Canadian player in the field. Oh, love these. Way okay. Go. I got Nick Taylor plus one twenty five. Okay. The winner of last Defending year's. Champ. Yeah. So you guys are, again, you guys are playing chess and checkers. I'm playing 3D chess. The comeback starts now, boys. Week two, I'm going to run away with this thing. Gary, I like um, it. I yeah. like diversity here. I, I like it. I was going to go with Asian players, but I was afraid I was going to get the cadence of their name wrong again, so I, I avoided them this week until I do a little <laughs> bit more research. Um, all right, guys. <laughs> So let's do this. We'll finish up with uh, PJ. You're going to ask your golf question, uh, generally learning about golf, and then we'll give our winners outright at the AT&T Pebble Beach National Pro-Am. Uh, then we'll get out of here. So, PJ, what's your golf advice this week? All right. Something I need to learn how to do is okay. my short game and putting. But obviously, when you putt on the greens, as you guys know this, it's not a straight line. That would make it too easy. How do I learn how to read the greens? Buy a green book. Wow. Good question, PJ. Max is uh, going to have to answer this because my answer was by a green book. So go ahead, Max. Well, Country Club Gary gets green books yeah. as his as his member present. All right, hold on a second, Max. Before Me and you have played enough golf together. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say for a guy who's not a great golfer, I would go ahead and say my, my putting might be the best part of my game. Oh, absolutely. I, I would co-sign on I that. I make putts. Gary is a very good putter, and not only is that it partly in relation to the rest of his game, but also generally, Gary makes putts. He fills he fills the cup. That's what I do. I I make putts. He does. I'm 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 with you. I, I will defend you on this one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Peach. I listen. I don't think I don't even know if I can explain how. I don't know how I read greens. I don't know how I read greens. I'm I'm pretty sure I take the look. I do the I do the Justin Rose stand on the thing. I'll bend down and look. I really don't know what I'm looking at. I'm just looking to see if there's if there's a general direction and up and down hill. And I'm gonna be like, you know what? I think this is this is not. I think this is just good golf advice. Don't miss putts long. Well, I'll I'll piggyback on that a little bit and say that speed is the most important. Mm-hmm aspect of of putting um you know when you break is obviously important and you have to play break but um hitting the ball at the right speed um makes putting a lot no and not say makes putting a lot easier but that will get you closer to the hole or in the hole much more than reading the line correctly if that makes sense Right. Um, and one thing I took away from the Phil Mickelson short game school online is that if you're within three feet, you have like a 93% chance of making the putt. So just get within three feet. Gary with the stats. Yeah. I Listen, Matt, 
I, 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 one thing I think is being lost now. I've, I've always golfed, but I've gotten a lot more serious about it. I'd say in the last year and a half, Max is basically a huge part of that because when you get married into the same family, he has a kid. I'm having a kid. Your friend group kind of reduces to Max. Um, <laughs> so like me and him are not forced to hang out. I mean, I, I no, do enjoy it all the time, yeah, but like, yeah. this is, this is what, this is what life has served us. So we're kind of stuck in this one together. Max being much better than him kind of drives me better than me drives me insane. So, I mean, I hit 180 shots a day in the Academy. I'm out there grinding. He's grinding. I am um, not right now. So we'll, we'll see that, but yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm here. I'm here to take the crown, but Peach. Green reading, I don't know. Jay, Max is right. Speed and don't three putt. That's that would be my my don't want to three putt. Three yeah. putting is the killer of, of scores. It is. Um, it's a stupid stroke. I mean, but, as someone yeah. who has one birdie and three pars in his career. Okay, I love like the I'm, stats because you've played like seven holes, like seven <laughs> rounds, right? I mean, you have to if someone that doesn't play it as often, obviously, you have to keep track of how many birdies and pars you have in your career. And I will never forget that I have a singular birdie on a par three, and I will never forget it. I think That's sometimes huge. pars feel better. golf right there. If you can grind a par, it feels better than a birdie. I'll, I'll die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I don't get many birdies. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, no, green reading's tough, Beach. And um, I think my, my final takeaway, I'll give Max's final takeaway, um, it's – play the just like look at the break it, it, it shouldn't be that hard if you're just trying to be a novice golfer just go out there and be like all right it's obviously downhill i don't need to hit it as far and you can obviously see it falls left just like put it somewhere and get it within three feet and make a second putt yeah i mean it, i'll sort of say like it kind of depending on different levels of, of how you're playing there's kind of more tool like tricks and things you can do like I mean, uh, you can start looking at a green from 30 yards away, right? Like, the, you can start to see what the slope of the green is. Is it back to front? Is it front to back? Is it left to right? Is it right to left? You can see that while you're walking into the green. Then you get onto the green, and you may not feel what you just saw. And I think one of the tricks of reading greens and understanding how to putt is matching sort of your what you feel with what you see, because sometimes they don't always line up um, in different areas of uh, you know if you're playing in sort of a mountain course sometimes the golf course is on the side of a hill and you're Mm -hmm. standing on the green and you don't necessarily feel that but then you think about like i'm on the side of a hill this this putt is breaking down into the valley um it's crazy you say that because in like the phil mickelson golf school he says he's like hey like the valley's here and the water's here like it's obviously getting graded this way so all putts are going this way but you can't see that yeah um but it, it, it is happening that way so there's like in, There's a lot in the terrain in which you're playing. There may be different rules. Also, a general good green reading uh, tip: wear two shoes because Happy Gilmore's uh, mm. caddy famously said, "You know, and slanting left." And he goes, "No, it's because you're only wearing one shoe." So that's big. Yeah, always Can't remember that. that. Yeah, that's big. So that's your Happy Gilmore. We've gotten into two uh, two podcasts and we got only one Happy Gilmore reference. That's pretty good for us. <laughs> Um, all right, boys, let's let's get out of here with this. Who's your outright winner this week? We'll start with Max. I am going to go oh – I am going to go with someone weird. I, I'm feeling like – so without getting too much into it, I'm feeling like with the lack of depth in this field, someone weird's going to win. Um, 
I'm going to go Kevin Streelman. Okay. That's a, that's a long shot. He's, he's not plus 400. He's, he's plus 4,000. He's, he's played well here before. It's there. Like I said, there's not a great field. They don't have to beat too many big players. I'm going Kevin Streelman. Okay. Um, I'm going to reiterate this too, because it's, it's, it really isn't a great field this week. If you're really looking at it, it's not it. The, a lot of the top guys aren't playing. I mean, I know you get Phil and Jason day, Jordan Spieth and, and Ricky are all playing, but like, it's, it's, it's not a very, it's, it's not a great field this week. And I think it, uh, I, Statistically, it's one of the worst fields in quite some time. Normally, but it's like, it's such a good venue that it's it's still going to be worth watching. Uh, Jason, who you got winning outright? I told you my PJ's guarantee is Phil Mickelson top forty because it's going to be a lock because he's going to win the entire thing. Okay, so you got him <laughs> winning the whole thing too. Yeah. All right, I love that. Love I'm also confidence. I'm also living in the plus four thousand range, and I'm going to take Sam Burns to win this week. Oh, I like that Gary. Yeah, he's playing good. He's yeah, going he to win this year. Well. He's going to get a win this year. Yeah, and you would hope it's at a real course and not like Greenbrier or something, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Some Sometimes that's just kind of the, the entryway for a lot of these guys. What are we looking to ahead to next week? I'm going to pull this up here. Um, I don't know how I got so far down on the uh, tour schedule here, but I'm really far down on the tour schedule here. Where am I on the tour schedule? Uh, it should be uh, Riviera, right? Yeah. Am I? I'm in last year. I have no idea where I Next am. Next week is schedule. the Genesis Invitational. Yeah. Okay. So that That's Genesis is a great tournament. Yeah, and so you will you'll probably have a little bit of guy. You'll you'll have a decent field for next week, and then it's the World Golf Championship, and then Puerto Rico. But we're getting close. I, I feel like um, let, let mark this date down, March March fourth. Um, when once you get to Bay Hill, it it really starts picking up because after that's the, the Players Championship. So, um, yeah. Um, kind of duds for the next few weeks, but we're going to get there. Usually this is how it is. The West coast is hit or miss. Um, Florida is usually where a lot of the big guns, the Genesis usually has a good field. You'll get a good field here. Riviera is a great classic course. Um, world golf championships. You'll get a big field because the WGC and then yeah, to your point, Gary, you're onto the Arnold Palmer players, Honda match play. Um, and then the masters soon thereafter. So, we're, right, then you also get the Texas Open right before the Masters, which sometimes is like a good tune-up. Yeah, sometimes a good tune-up. But I I would say this is probably the last kind of weak field we'll see. I think it'll start picking up steam here. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, they call it the Super Season this year, so, you know, it's it's only going to get better. And you're in the, the FedEx Cup is – it's it – listen – this is this is a good year for golf because the crescendo of the Ryder Cup after the four majors is going to be unreal. So um, stick with us um, through the next couple of weeks because we, you know, it's it's going to lighten up a little bit in terms of venue and field, but we'll get there. So um, for Max and PJ, I'm Gary. Thank you for listening to the second episode of the Water Hazard Podcast.